Trap that drunk window smoker, tied and drooling, flapped and stunk pillow, stroked my hand, pooling must be peas, strapped or hung that fellow, broke my grand stool dust, he sees stung or wallowed, hope or glands, ruled my lust, sees stopping wrist or heaving clots and list, nor seizing crap that bunk indoor broken ride and fooling this is john m bennett and you are listening to citr fm 101.9 in vancouver british columbia canada Front 2013 Voice Over Mind Festival, February 7th to 10th. Are you hungry for extreme vocalists? Christian Zender, Swiss vocal artist, Mongolian throat singing, yodeling, and guests from far. Gabriel Darmu, Ariantin D. Dionisio, Helen Pridmore, and Saressa Gardner. Tickets online, www.front.bc.ca. Happy birthday, Art. We never would have made it this far without you. Throughout 2013, Vancouver New Music will celebrate 40 years of bringing outstanding contemporary music and sound art to Vancouver. Check out newmusic.org to see what we've got going on this spring. As the man said, you are listening to CITR 101.9. So, in the last hour, we heard a lot of amazing compositions from local and not so local. And coming up, we're going to continue. I thought we'd shift it a little bit and we'd focus on some bound sound uh, as well as some improvisational so coming up next we have a set full of found sounds from the streets and concepts of vancouver so this is our vancouver special for all you out there and we're going to start with another david minnick piece garage sale tape machine mix made almost entirely of material found on a tape on a reel-to-reel machine that he bought for five bucks it's created to provide found sounds to be played alongside the john adams piece Christian zeal and activity. This piece won and was played over a live performance of an Adams piece in the spring of 2012. Then we'll move on to James Bates, aka Common Vernacular. This is a piece that he worked with uh, a class with Barry Truax. It's called Air, and it will be made using voice, bicycle bell, and processing techniques. And then we'll move on from there. So starting up the hour is David Minnick. Garage sale tape machine mix. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Are you all there? Okay. Repeat. One, two. Testing. One, two, testing, one, two, 
How does your arm feel, or your hand, I should say? Well, I hurt myself. Did Smokey bark at you when he's seen you? Well, he barked for me.
The Vancouver Special is a type of house built in Vancouver between the mid-1960s and 1985. There are also examples of specials in the inner suburbs around Vancouver. I started taking photographs of these houses around 2001. I told people that my goal was to photograph every existing Vancouver special, at least within the Vancouver city limits. Often they assumed that I was taking these photographs as a joke. Many people felt that the houses were ugly and worthless. There are a lot of reasons why someone might feel that way. Most of the reasons, I think, don't have anything to do with the design or the quality of the houses themselves. The vast majority of Vancouver specials seem to be pretty well built. Most importantly, in the Vancouver climate, they rarely leak. This is something that cannot be said, unfortunately, about some buildings that came later, after the mid-1980s zoning and building code changes that did away with the special. So, to understand the strong feelings that some Vancouver residents harbor about them, mostly you have to look at other factors. When and where the houses were built, and who they were built for, seem to loom largest among people who have bad things to say about them. The Vancouver Special is not an architect's design. The house design was created and refined by building contractors, and a few drafting shops turned out copies of the plans by the dozens or hundreds. It is almost certainly the popularity of the plan that led to its name. You're now listening to Keith Higgins. He is the director of, executive director of Unit Pit Projects, and with a partner, Kathy Slade, Publication Studio Vancouver, which we actually did cover for the Arts Report, um, speaking about uh, a project at the Unit Pit called Path, and they are uh, quite the interesting collection uh, of artists and publishers who... Uh, who look to do small-run work. Special, this is an audiobook called How to Look at a Vancouver Special, published in 2010 by Publication Studio, prior to his starting. Very similar to the special. And it is an extension of an ongoing documentary photography project, which is represented at vancouverspecial.com. And uh, Keith Higgins... And a roof that also accommodated an attic room has that could be used as a bedroom. provided us with if you see prospects, bungalows, found text and voice from 2012, which was first presented this summer at Canary Art Projects. So I thought we'd have a little fun. If the bungalow was sitting on a slab instead of a basement foundation, it would be faster to build and the bottom floor would have more light. To stay under the height restrictions, you would then have to make the angle of the roof more shallow and do away with the attic. Instead of stairs going up to a porch, you would have to with an apartment Prospects. Pre-release. Would be moved to the do. Floor. Not. Circulate. It's Draft. Only. Contents are confidential. At Section 12. Time, prospects. 183. Prospects. Do. Not. Circulate. Draft. Only. Contents are confidential. 
In compiling these reports, we have used research data provided by the client and the client's partners. We have also sought confidential opinions from industry-leading consultant analysts and have accumulated competitor intelligence through market reports and trend analysis through our partner networks. 184. Prospects. Pre-release. Do. Not. Circulate. Draft. Only. Contents are confidential. Administrative, operational, and service marketing best practices have been identified based on the interiors, likewise, permitted customization through a kind of modularity. I have photographed many views of these houses from the street, at least hundreds, maybe thousands by now, but I have actually only ever been inside a handful of them. What I do know is that they are capable of being modified more easily than the house designs that came before them. The principal reason that the special has a lot of interior flexibility is the location of the bearing walls. In specials on 33 and one-third foot wide lots, there is often only one internal load-bearing wall running from the front to the back of the house, beside the inside stairway. All of the other interior walls could be torn out, and you would still have a viable structure, and a house with an enormous, airy open area. This ease of customization made Vancouver Specials desirable houses, not because original owners thought they would someday want to knock out all of the walls and have huge open-plan areas, but because they could see that it would be easy to modify the house and rent out its suite. This ability to accommodate more than one suite and therefore more than one household is something that set the stage for later disputes over zoning along with the economic and design characteristics of the special. To identify opportunities for responding to needs for efficiencies in the delivery of justice services and to revenue demands that can be fulfilled through monetization efforts within the criminal justice system. Sections 5.1 through 5.7 discuss in detail the identified potential industries, target clients, and best practices in client management and contract negotiation for acquisition of outsourced business to incarcerated workers. Section 5.8 contains revenue and costs. 186. What would normally be the release of the house? Do not circulate. I have a few other dimensions for taking only. these photographs. Contents are confidential. Over the 10 years I've been doing Projections this, based on business acquisition targets determined and agreed to in the July 17 memorandum that followed way, conference with C-level executives. The basis for these projections is contained in Appendices 2.1 through 2.5. The memorandum details comprise Appendix 2.6. Our conclusion based on you these projections and on the lack of strong potential domestic entrants into this field is that the proposed there. joint venture but is very well positioned to generate positive revenue and additional peripheral business given swift action to secure... There is no such thing as a neutral observer. When you look at a Vancouver special, you should always acknowledge your own position as an observer. In looking at Vancouver specials, and then taking pictures of them, I have to acknowledge that I have my own agenda, and my own meanings that I bring to this, and that the apparently neutral act of taking the same picture over and over isn't just passive recording or studious documentation, although both of those are probably there to some degree.
The problem for me, and I suppose for you as well, is that I'm not always fully aware of my own motivations. In taking these photographs, I started by doing them first and then figuring out what I was doing later. At first, whenever someone asked me why I was taking these photographs, I didn't really have a good answer for them. Gradually, I developed one. I answered the question by talking about how Vancouver specials were a huge part of the city's landscape, but pretty much undocumented, and nobody at the time was discussing them as anything other than a fashion mistake. Of course, I wasn't really discussing them either. I was gradually developing things I could say about them if someone asked, but the photographs target components as envisioned, and regulatory adjustments announced recently are likely to improve the profitability per labor unit. It should be stresses that government obligations to not dissipate or vanish with privatization and monetization as envisioned by this report and key industry and government actors. We direct the reader to revenue figures in the comprehensive plan, which indicate the per unit fee from public sources to house, feed, and provide for the needs of incarcerance. Core costs related to public safety remains a governmental responsibility, regardless of private harnessing or spin-off benefits. 16. On December 17th, the City of Vancouver changed the locks on the W2 Media Cafe a community-engaged media arts center in the downtown east side. To help combat this injustice to the community, the Waldorf will be holding a DICE legal fundraiser on January 17th. All proceeds go towards helping W2 remain an important and accessible art space. For more information, go to creativetechnology.org. In the year 1963, French artist Robert Filou chose January 17th as Art's birthday and pronounced Art one million years old. On January 17th, CATR celebrates with 24 hours of radio art. That's 24 hours of the weird and the reckless in your ear holes. Tune in to hear radio and sound art, noise and experimental music, and all the strangeness CATR programmers and the Vancouver community has to offer. Guest hosts and artists include Prophecy Sun, Patrick Sampler, Whip the UFO, sound artists Anna Fritz, Julie Gendron, and Emma Hendricks, Giorgio Magnanesi of Vancouver New Music, and more. For schedule updates on all our birthday madness, stay tuned to CITR and like us on Facebook. Happy 1,050th birthday, Art! This week on the Arts Report, film, theater, dance, books, visual art, and more. Every Wednesday at 5 p.m., CITR art director Megan Thomas and the arts reporters explore what's fun, fascinating, campy, or critical in the Vancouver art scene. You can find bonus content on our Mixcloud, Facebook, and Twitter. Got an idea for a review, interview, or original production? Email arts at citr.ca. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. or anytime on citr.ca. 
You're listening to CITR 101.9. It's always wonderful when things come together, and we have we had How to Look at a Vancouver special and Prospects, both by Keith Higgins. It ties in pretty well with the W2 situation and the Waldorf situation and the arts spaces around the city how to look at Vancouver. Before that, we had James Bates with Ariel Wright and David Minnick with Garage Sale Tape Machine Mix. And now we are going to take a little sample of another Jeremy Mamsau piece, Two of Us. And this piece is just Jeremy and the two of us is a composition using sounds recorded from a glass bottle and improvised vocal samples the concept is based on duality One eighty two Prospects Pre release. Thank you. 
I'm not the I'm man not the you're man looking, man looking man for. Looking for. No. It's not me at all. Do you think I'm lying? You're now listening to Jonathan Kowchuk, UBC Music, as well as Grand McEwen University. And this is Marvlo, or Marvlo, Stage Blood Collective on SoundCloud. You can find them.
In the Jeremy Mimosa and the Jonathan Kauchik are those are excerpts, uh, excerpt from the two of us by Jeremy Mimosa, as well as uh, an excerpt from Jonathan Kauchuk on his temporary SoundCloud. He is currently developing his projects, uh, and this this is part of the Marvlo set. You can check that out on SoundCloud. And he's a local boy. He's a student at UBC. I'd like to represent UBC music. So he will probably be back at CITR very soon. I want to thank you for listening to the past two hours with myself as well as the lecture on nothing. Uh, We will be podcasting every hour. We'll be posting our playlist. You can find out what all the weird stuff we've been playing all day has been. I'd like to end the hour before we move to a two-hour program by Gak, normally of Exploding Head movies. And then after that, we will have an original collection by Patrick Sampler, treatments of vari- from various projects that he's worked on that he put together for us. Then we will have Bill Mullen ending our day of Randophonic. So coming up next, we have Ceresa Gardner, and she is going to be featured at the upcoming Western Front Voice Over Mind. They are redoing their space right now. This is called Peck, 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 and features many local artists, including Denise Bolin, who's been on the show, Brian Kaufman, who's been on the show as part of Anvil Press, Tara Flynn, and many more. And you can check that out on our event page on citr.ca or on Facebook. Check out all the information. And this is Ceresa Gardner, Peck, 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 ending out this Megan-hosted two hours of 24 hours of radio art. Stay tuned for GAC. So my love affair. Milk tooth tooth. Milk tooth. My my more intense love affair with those began in 2006. I lost my first tooth at six. Threw it on the roof for crows chanting. Here, crow, is my bone tooth. Give me one as strong as iron. It was the year that my stepfather... Imagined. 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 He was was my my father father for my later years. A crow lining her nest with milk teeth. Worried. Worried. Imagined. A crow lining her nest with milk teeth. Worried. When the rains came down in torrents. Can a tooth get washed away before a crow finds it? He passed away extremely always shocking and a very sudden death that I was not expecting. Always a new tooth grew. A child, a crow, and a chant stretched between them. I was just a promise grief-stricken. One dares not enough. 
to break his death. Milk, milk tea. tea. One of the things that I would do is just take a lot of milk long tea. walks. I was out tea. walking tea. and tea. I heard the strangest animal noise and it was like nothing I've ever heard before and I was a little bit bewildered. And I looked up there's a crow sitting directly on the line right above me looking down at me. In the little fist a tooth, in the mouth a rhyme. Very emphatically it's making a, quite a dramatic body motion and it's kind of flapping its wings and it was saying the words fine, fine over and over again. It was the most chilling and loving thing that I've ever encountered. from my stepfather from the other side and that he was fine and that he was just passing that along through this crow who made this noise that I've never heard again. Here, my son sells his tooth to a purple fairy. A coin, a glance, an innocent exchange in the night. But I worry when some haggle for the price of this transaction. I gave my teeth to the crows and they have not left me alone. We have changed our minds on how we feel about you. We have, we have, we have, we have, we have, we have changed our minds. I remember driving past Trout Lake with my daughter in the back of the car, and I was feeling really guilty because we hadn't had, an, you know, a lot of really kind of uh, rural type experiences living in the city. We were driving by, and I saw all these crows all gathered around. I said, "Honey, you know, I stopped the car and slowed down. And said, look at the crows, honey. Take a good look. Like this is nature. It's Trout Lake." And when we got up close, we saw that they were picking, picking, apart, picking, picking apart a rat. A rat, a rat. <laughs> a rat. And they were being really vicious about it. She was really traumatized by it because she was only honey, about five years old. Honey, look at the crows, honey. Three crows came flying across Sun Yat-sen Gardens. A crow hop, hopped over hop, hop. and pulled out a live rat by the look, tail. Look at the crows, honey. Threw it into the middle of the path. Look, the other one look. pecked its head while the first one flipped it around by the tail. We have classified you from helper to pet. The third one stayed in the tree watching the sky. Picking apart. Survivor to predator. Back to killing the rat and they killed the rat and a whole crowd gathered. Picking, 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 picking apart a rat. <laughs> from noisy trash bird to lofty messenger, from enigma to shapeshifter. They play, they play chicken in cars too. Yeah? No, really, seriously. They're like, they'll hang out on the road like, I dare you, I dare you to hit me. Because right? they will never pull off until the last minute. Right? And then they'll just sort of casually hop, 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 hop away. Right? From enigma to shapeshifter to problem solver 
from creator of the world to the scavenger. All right, so I have a lot of crows that live in the trees in my neighborhood. Right? A lot of crows. Came out one day and going out to my car, and there are crows everywhere, and they're all going insane. And they're down in this, my neighbor's yard. And so I'm kind of looking at it, and I look over, and they're all going insane. And they're down in this, my neighbor's yard. They're all going insane. I'm looking at it, and I look over, and a hawk has come down, and it's killed a, a, a baby crow. And a baby crow is quite large, and it can't quite pick up the crow. All going up maybe a foot off the ground, and all the crows in the neighborhood are attacking the hawk as it tries to pick off with the crow. So went off eventually down the block, flying about a foot high off the ground, being attacked by crows all the way, right, with this little baby crow struggling in its head. That's cause. And that's my crow story. That was funny. I have a lot of crows that live in the trees. Look, look at the crows, honey. Look, look at the crows, honey. Take a good look. Like, this is nature. <laughs> you hop out of the field into the fable and back. I have a photo here, it's about uh, 8 by 10, and it's a colour photo of a crow on a white background. There are no recipes to getting to know you. I got this new camera for Christmas for my, my family. Fascination aside, today every sound that comes out of you grates on my ear. Then he was a young man who had just received a camera from his family for Christmas and uh, walked to the edge of Lethbridge and until I could see the Rocky Mountains a long ways away. I try to ignore you better, unwilling to listen. I do. He went for a walk to the edge of a prairie town. He could see across fields of snow to the Rocky Mountains, a hundred miles distant. I want to be composed as you in the rain. It was just one vast white expanse of snow. Comfortable as you in the city. And I was sitting on a, there was some sort of post or something there, and I was sitting and I was looking to the west of the mountains, and I suddenly saw a little speck. Inscribed as you in the landscape. And it, it just came in a straight line across the sky from, you know, miles and miles and miles away and landed on my knee. A tiny black speck began to grow inside the field of this vision and grew and grew until a shiny young crow landed on his right knee. I was really surprised. It was a, a little crow. And I tried to feed it a cookie. He attempted to feed her a dad's oatmeal cookie, but she wasn't interested and it didn't want it. And so I took photos of it on my knee and it jumped back and forth and I got a few photos. She just looked him up and down and directly into his eye. The light in your eyes. She hopped to his left knee. He removed the camera's lens cap, put it by the crow's feet and snapped a couple of pictures. The light in your eyes. And then it flew away in the same direction it came from. The first two photos on the new camera. But the crow looked at him quizzically and he heard, work, work with me, but work with me, inside his head. The crow turned and flew away in the same direction she had come from, toward the mountain. Since that point in my life, uh, I slowly became a speck again, disappearing finally into the prairie's vast panorama. Crows always have shown up in the light. really odd situations, and I always take them as um, some sort of a message or uh, an, an omen. To reach me. You hop into the fable and back.
You permeate our stories not because we have figured you out, but because we haven't. Again, here come the crows. My poem, my experiment in freedom. Suspicious of words I shift, within their premises I walk as the age turns on its contradictions. They're from the Corvid band. Yeah. A very smart bird. And a bit, but a bit sinister as well. The crows that attack the squirrels and these girls are, like, like, see these power lines here? Like, say they would be crossing the road, like, and then the crows attack the squirrels, peck at them, and knock them off, and so they fall down and get killed by cars. Absolutely. Evil. Killed by cars. Here come the crows to peck my flesh. I couldn't be. Could I? Possibly? Would I know if I was dead or sleeping inside the shiny muscle eye within the poem, its contradictions? The age grinds back on its experiment, spreads its pitch-tar wings inside my premises. I walk, shift, swarms of suspicious words that only for an instant seem to line up, then fly away. They know me. I know them. I respect them. I hope they won't attack me. I can swoop. Yeah. I haven't been packed, but I have been swooped. This time of year when they have their, their babies, and if you walk under trees that have their nests, they definitely will swoop you. And I also witnessed a crow trying to murder a smaller bird on, on the ground, had it holding it down and pecking it, like pecking it right in the chest. And I ran over and fucking tried to kick the crow. And it flew away. That's why they swoop me now, because I've transcended them. They're like, The term murder of crows, I think, is not without some uh, factual basis. Let me have another glass of wine and then I'll promise I'll do it. Will you? Yes, I promise. Does that sound like a crow? I yeah. just noticed that the crows came flying right up to my uh, gutter. They're nesting in my eaves and the squawk is horrific at 5 a.m. And would peck there and I thought, oh, that was inspiring. And I cannot stand it. I was very excited. I thought maybe they're sensing something's going on. And then it turned out that that became a ritual and 5.30 in the morning, they'll come and peck at the gutter as if they're taking the roof apart.
they swirl in formation. A river of words about the same time each day. My face pressed into Peter's sky. Sometimes a sky I pluck, ripe as a peach. Each crow. Strathcona Public Gardens about uh, a month ago and we heard uh, one of those crossing signals and it went uh, cuckoo, cuckoo and it did it in the exact rhythm, the exact number of seconds per space between and we looked all over because we were in the middle of a garden and there was a crow in a tree branch perfectly mimicking a crossing signal. Like it must have sat on top of one for hours to, to get, it, get it done but they they, they have surprising voices. They can sing melodically, they can speak very softly in little cooing noises, and they can, contrary to the old rumor that you had to split their tongues to make them speak, that was an old tale uh, that if you wanted a, a talking crow, 